Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Mario Unlimited. I am Mario Leitao and this is my podcast where everything and anything goes. In today's episode I'm gonna talk about a couple of different things. I'm not gonna stick to one topic extensively and I'm also not gonna cover too many different things and I'm even gonna make a slight adjustment or layout uh, or slight adjustment rather to the way I talk about topics um i as i've said before i'm quite a sports fan and i think instead of kicking my podcast off sometimes with sports like i've done in the past i'm actually going to drop that to the end so i'll actually cover the interesting topics first or topics that might be more interesting to people first and then finish off with the sports stuff so if you're not into hearing me talking about the formula one or you're not interested in hearing me talk about the latest soccer or how i feel something went then I suppose you can switch off at that time after you've heard the first little bits. So I'm going to give that a try today. And today I'm going to talk about a few different things. Um, the COVID vaccine is one. I know yesterday I saw images and there were stories of the first people getting the vaccines in the UK. So I'm going to briefly talk about that. And then I came across something interesting. I'm quite a fan of the Godfather movies. I see there's been, it's not really a new movie, but rather the third movie has been sort of recut and edited in a slightly different way. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that and then I'll finish off with some sports. So I'm going to have, I think it's going to be more of a little rant about Manchester United and their results in the Champions League. And then I'll finish off with just a little bit about Formula One. So to kick things off today, it's going to be this whole story with the COVID vaccines. Since the beginning of the whole coronavirus COVID-19 situation, there's always been a lot lot of talk around vaccines or the possibility of getting a vaccine for it, how long it would take to get a vaccine and that sort of thing. Um, I remember reading or hearing news about some companies in the US that had you know come up with one of the first vaccines that seemed safe to actually try on people and yeah yesterday I saw that some people in the UK were getting vaccines and it was interesting Um, uh, the very first person to get the vaccine is a 90 year old lady and I remember, you know, I still saw the pictures. And I think the second person, I heard the name William Shakespeare. And it wasn't a, a joke. That's really who it was. But yeah, so the first person was a 90-year-old lady. Received it at like 6.30 a.m. in the morning. And I guess it's... A, is it a breakthrough? I don't know. I'm in two minds as far as this whole vaccine story goes. When... COVID sort of first hit South Africa and it became quite a big thing here and we went through our big lockdown and you hear the news and how this thing was spreading it is a serious thing to a point but I also I don't know I struggle with this whole idea of how people can actually have this virus and not even know about it how the only way to really confirm if you have it or not is doing a whole test Um, people test positive for it without even experiencing symptoms sometimes I wonder you know how bad is this thing really and personally I don't know 
if I would actually take a vaccine. The thing with these vaccines is they were quite rushed. Um, we don't really know all the side effects that they could potentially have. They are shown as being safe or they are considered to be like safe and 95% effective or whatever the case is. Um, but now, you know, this isn't just something that people are potentially talking about or this is something that's real. This is something that's now being done and being given to people and not necessarily young people. I mean, the first person being 90 years old, you know, I sort of look at them as being almost like the human lab rats. Um, you know, what happens if it isn't exactly safe? What happens if these people have very bad reactions to it? Um, I guess when you look at somebody at that age, and it's not a nice way to say it, but, you know, I guess what do they have to lose? But why isn't it being given out to maybe more middle-aged people? Um, or younger groups let's say in their 60s instead of the 90s um i don't know i don't really know what to make about this and what's actually interesting is while i was looking at this information and i wanted to talk about it in today's podcast i actually came across one or two articles and these articles are about two people having actually had an allergic reaction to the COVID-19 vaccine and now this has obviously created some warnings that have now been issued especially in the UK and the the warning is now like you know if anyone has significant allergies especially to food medicine or vaccines that they shouldn't receive it and this comes after two healthcare workers received the vaccine um, and they had histories of severe allergies before and they've now experienced an allergic reaction to this Pfizer vaccine that was literally given to people for the first time yesterday. And the thing is, it doesn't seem like they had um, necessarily a very bad reaction to it. Um, like I say, these are brand new articles that I just saw. It seems that they are recovering well. But I don't think there's necessarily been a lot of information or details being given out. And this, I think, is exactly the kind of thing that worries me when it comes to a vaccine and why I don't think I would necessarily rush out to get it. Um, although the numbers of people who have died from COVID are fairly high, the recovery rate is also fairly high. Why are you going to go and inject yourself with a vaccine when this is something that you could, even if you caught it, recover from without even having any symptoms. And if you do have symptoms, you could very well recover from it in hospital with treatments and ventilators and whatever the case is that have actually been working. Yes, some people have died, even though they've gone to a hospital and received the care from the hospital. But I just feel this whole thing of this vaccine is a little bit of a gamble as well. Um, I'm interested to see when there will be others out. Obviously, this is just very, very early days. And but I think this is not going to be the end of it. I think, you know, we've heard of these allergies. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about the vaccines. It would be interesting to know how you feel about it. 
if you want it would be awesome if you had to you know reach out to me on facebook to our facebook page mario unlimited and i'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are around this whole idea of a vaccine i think to some point yes it's exciting to some point it is good news but i don't know um like i say i'm not sure i would necessarily go and get it and when i look at some headlines it's almost not laughable but you know when i was looking at these stories especially over the first person that got it the headline is like um oh yeah here's one from the mirror.co.uk and it's because it's got a video as well and it says watch moment grandma 90 becomes first in world to get life-saving covid19 vaccine when they're calling it a life-saving vaccine yeah but it doesn't mean if you get covid that it's necessarily the end of your life it's it's a dangerous virus and yes it spreads very quickly but i mean if you don't get a vaccine does it mean you aren't gonna live that isn't the case and it's things like this that put me a little bit off the idea of the vaccine um even last week i had actually a bit of a chuckle because south africa apparently missed payment (laughs) so that they could be involved in some early vaccine not necessarily trials but getting early access to vaccines and they missed the first payment and of course yeah our country and our government it's actually not a big surprise that they did that but i can just imagine what it will be like when it gets here and maybe by then it would be good i mean i think africa they're talking about only receiving the vaccine around midway next year so let's say whatever june uh, 2021 that's a good couple of months away from now and as time passes obviously we're going to hear things and there's going to be results from other countries and even this whole story of you know the vaccine was literally given to people yesterday and today there's stories about allergic reactions there's going to be side effects there's going to be reactions there's going to be some people who have no reactions but i think with time um this is going to get sort of ironed out and it could become a safer thing to actually get but as it is at the moment and i don't know especially because of my feeling about covid and (laughs) even if it's like i say it's such a deadly thing supposedly yet you actually need to get tested to know if you have it or not i don't know if i have to go on about this i could literally do a whole show i think about my feelings of covid and that sort of thing but anyway yeah it was interesting yesterday the first vaccine given to like a 90 year old person in the uk and already today uh, two healthcare workers a story about them getting a reaction an allergic reaction to it so i think there's going to be much more to come in this side of things but now i want to move on to something much cooler and well i think it's cool uh, i'm a big movie fan and the godfather movies to me i think are my favorite movies whenever somebody asks me what's your favorite movie of all time it has to be the godfather and i don't i wouldn't say i necessarily have a preference over you know part one part two part three whatever the case is i do think maybe the first two were the better movies the third one maybe wasn't as fantastic um but yeah it was pretty interesting that by chance yesterday 
don't even know where I saw it. But I came across a video and then I read articles about it. And um, the third movie is actually being sort of re-edited or re-cut. And it's actually interesting. I um, am very interested to see it. I, I believe it was uh, released overseas in the US. And it's a pity I didn't get to watch it straight away. So yesterday I actually spent a bit of time looking how to watch this uh, movie. And I see that it's available on Amazon Prime. So I'm actually thinking this weekend I'm going to probably hire it or rent it. I think it's like a digital file that you can then watch and you have access to. And I want to watch this. So anyway, it's now, um, it's like a recut, re-edited version of the movie and it seems like it's now called the godfather coda the death of michael corleone so i guess by them putting the the death of michael corleone in there i don't think that's going to change so um i don't need to say it's a spoiler alert i guess it's still gonna end up in that same way but it looks like they've made a bunch of changes so they changed the beginning and the ending and they re-edited scenes in the movies even i think the music in some places has been changed and even the runtime has actually been slightly affected so i was looking and i see it's 158 minutes now compared to the original one which is 162 minutes so it's about a four minute difference and yeah i don't know i'm i'm really interested to see what is different um it seems like people are saying that it's an improvement so you know al pacino has approved this final recut and they do say it's or noting it as an improvement over the original film so that's going to be interesting to see uh again i don't know are you a movie fan have you watched the godfather movies is this something that you would want to watch and what do you think about this whole idea of re-cutting or re-editing movies i think it's actually pretty cool um i know sometime back i saw that sylvester stallone was also doing some recuts or some changes to the rocky movies i'm not sure if it's actually going to be something that's ever going to be released but i like the idea of it especially if it slightly if it improves the story i think that would be good but somehow it could slightly change it um i don't know how I mean, these were movies like the Godfather movies were filmed many, many years ago. And I guess what they're doing is they're taking footage that was used in the final movie. And then I guess they are still, if they have footage that didn't quite make it to the final cut. And if they, you know, chop and change and yeah, put things in different places, it could actually change the movie quite a bit. So that was pretty cool. And it's cool to see that it, was released um literally this was like two or three days ago um it came out it was like a limited release and it's going to be available on digital and blu-ray i think from the 8th of december so today is the 9th so yesterday already available and i'm actually looking quite forward to it i plan on watching it this weekend so let's see if that does happen and if it does then next week i'll talk about it so if you're into the godfather and you want to hear a little bit about it i'm not going to go spoil the movie because i don't believe in spoiling it for people but um i'll definitely talk a little bit about it next week
and then I did mention you know I'm moving the sports stuff a little bit to the end of the podcast so now the sports talk is going to come on I'm going to just mention a little bit about Manchester United and I'm going to talk a bit about Formula One so if this is where you're switching off thank you for listening it was a very short episode in that sense Um, and if you're interested in hearing these then let's get right into it and first things first Manchester United oh man I've been a fan of theirs for as long as I can remember I was young when I started supporting them and the way I feel about sports teams and that sort of thing I'll support them forever I don't see myself ever changing teams I have no issue acknowledging that other teams are good or you know like I support Barcelona too but when Barcelona plays against Man United then I support Man United so it's just one of those things um I have no issue like I say talking about other teams and saying how they are fantastic even when I look at a team like Wolves I'm actually quite fond of Wolves especially over the last two seasons but I'm now not going to become a Wolves supporter you know maybe when they're playing against somebody else I'll want them to win but my team is Manchester United but they are really really starting to irritate me and last night they played their final group stage in this season's UEFA Champions League and they ended up losing to Red Bull Leipzig not necessarily a big surprise because this Red Bull Leipzig team are not too bad and the funny thing is when I saw this draw taking place when I saw the Champions League draw take place I actually went and looked on my Twitter yesterday and on that very night or on that very day I put out a tweet that actually predicted that they would most likely be kicked out of the group stage they wouldn't make it through and it's because PSG I think are a very strong team um are they the best no but I mean when I compare them to Manchester United I think they're better than us okay and then this Red Bull Leipzig not a super popular team no star players necessarily but I remember them from last season and I did think you know this was not going to be easy so to me third place looked like what it was going to be but the Champions League then started off well um I even mentioned it briefly here in the podcast when Man United beat PSG the first game I was like whoa okay you know where did this come from and then they beat Red Bull Leipzig and then I thought okay wow that's like six points after two games now we're gonna play the easiest and I put I'm putting easiest I'm actually like wiggling my fingers like inverted commas because in Champions League I guess no team is necessarily easy but out of the teams in this group the Istanbul team um, man I'm, I'm gonna struggle to say their name but they are Istanbul Basaksehir excuse me for the way I said it I'm just gonna say the Istanbul team from now on so they should have been the easiest team and then we played them the first game and we lost and now that to me was ridiculous because I feel that's been the problem with Manchester United recently but also over the last few months even or the last year they are a very inconsistent team so one week they're playing well the next week they aren't playing well sometimes they play like 
they don't even want to win or they don't even want to be there and i think you need to actually want to win every single game you need to have that drive or desire to want to win all the time and they just don't seem to have that oh sorry i just hit the table so if you heard a funny noise it was me hitting the glass table in front of me um so yeah that irritates me and i think a big problem came in with the current coach um but okay let me not drive off uh, go off in that set man united then played the istanbul team again right and in that time it was like the best result would be a win and they did they went off and they won it so now they had nine points all they needed was one more point for them to actually make it through the group stages they had to play psg again and they had to play red bull leipzig again and the psg game they actually played that game pretty well they i'm just trying to actually think it in my head but whatever they actually played that game pretty well and they were having really good chances they were really attacking them at some point but i feel that's where the coach dropped the ball and that's where i'm gonna now you know criticize the coach a little bit later um in in just like one or two minutes time i'm really gonna dig into what i think the problem is with the team and the problem i think uh the coach has and he didn't make a substitution at halftime when fred had already received a yellow card in the first half and this player was pretty much in the thick of it he was making mistakes he was tackling guys fairly aggressively and i think anybody i think i mean i don't know why the coach didn't do it but he never took him off fred then went in for another challenge nothing super hectic but you know you can't just keep tackling guys and get away with it he then got sent off he got a red card and got sent off from the moment he got sent off i think there was still about 30 minutes left in the game and we were still in it at that time i mean literally man united were still attacking and taking or creating very very good chances once he got sent off the game changed and i think we then conceded another two goals we had one shot only only one more shot by pogba and we lost that game so now it came down to the final game and again we needed just a draw and they played against red bull leipzig and now this was last night and i watched the game and i think they conceded their first goal after like two minutes man united one nil down after two minutes and they were playing okay but i feel they only really woke up when there was like 15 minutes left in the game then they really like wake up and become alive and it's only really at that point where they play as if they actually want to win the game and it irritates me you know if you watch the english premier league this season and we look at a team like leeds united now this is a team that's recently come up from the lower division so it's their first season back in the premier league and they play like they want to win every single game these guys are constantly pushing they're constantly attacking they're constantly creating chances they're not a team with famous people but yeah man united is you know we've got like one of the most expensive goalkeepers one of the best goalkeepers in the world 
you know, we've got a player like Paul Pogba that people rave about, although I don't see huge drive and desire from him either. You know, but it is a team with big name players, and yet I feel we are sometimes a worse team than even Leeds United. And so they're really starting to irritate me, and it makes me wonder, you know, is the coach the problem? And I can't just go and blame the coach, because the coach isn't the one that plays the game. But I feel we've done particularly badly um, since, how do I go about saying it? We, I was happy with Mourinho as a coach, alright? But then people started criticizing the style of play. It's like, you know, this is not how Man United play. He's playing boring soccer. He's playing defensive soccer, whatever the case is. To me, I actually think it doesn't matter how you play. I think the results are what matter. So even if you're winning every game 1-0 and you're sitting playing more defensively, if you're winning, that's what we want. But no, you know, I felt the majority of the people are like, we want exciting soccer. We want to play Man United style. So when they got Solskjaer in as the coach, what did he start doing? He started playing much more attacking type soccer. And yes, sometimes it is better to watch. It's a bit more entertaining. But is it working? And I mean, what's the point of playing entertaining soccer just because the, the, the style of play is a bit more exciting to watch or it's a bit more attacking um, when you're losing? I'd much rather win by playing less attractive soccer than to play the way they're currently playing. And I think, yes, the coach is the problem, but it's much higher up as far as, you know, the directors and the owners of Man United go. Um, it's just ridiculous. I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the coach. I think he's a nice guy. I hate that he sometimes sits there watching the team as if he's sitting at home watching another team playing. You know, I think you need to get up, get up there. <laughs> you need to really start like shouting your orders, shouting your instructions, getting your team to play. I mean, you're watching from the outside and you can see where there are issues. You can see where the other team has an advantage over you and you can make those changes. The players on their own can't see this. You need to be like active. You can't just sit and watch from the sidelines as if you're watching some other random team playing. So yes i do think to a point the coach is the problem i think had he made that change against psg and taken fred out maybe we could have already gotten the one point that we needed against psg but now we find ourselves out also how do you go and lose to the istanbul team um goodness even if in that first game they had just drawn with them okay and then in the second game they beat them and the, the rest of the games went the way it actually went we would have been through that to me i think is the coach's problem i think he's either not motivating the guys enough i don't know i'm not really happy with how it's going and i think we need to get a more experienced person in charge or we need to get a better coach in charge um and that's where i am going to criticize and look at even other premier league teams and that's why i mentioned leeds and i'm not going to say i want the leeds coach okay but even when you look at a team like wolves 
they've done so well and they're not playing with a bunch of superstars when you look at a team like Everton I think they've got a fantastic coach this season yes they have dropped a little bit in the first few games they were looking like they could have even gone on to maybe win this whole thing but I think a coach can make a huge huge difference and I'm not sure that we've got the right coach at the moment and you can even criticize the transfers that have been made it's as if we have to you know get what's left at the better at the bottom of the barrel um after everyone else has taken the players they wanted uh the only good transfer in recent times has been bruno fernandez and thank goodness we did get him because imagine what our season would be like without him but you know we wait until like the last minute to go sign cavani and then we sign cavani and we hardly let him play I know there were so many games where he literally came on in the last couple of minutes. Um, sure, fitness might be an issue, but why do you go and sign someone? Or why do you keep someone on a loan and not make them play? Even last night at one point when things were getting a bit irritating on my side, when I was watching the team and thinking, no man, you know, we need to actually go and get goals. And I went and looked at the team sheet and we've got Igalo sitting there. We're paying this guy, or we're paying the club for his loan, or however the thing works. And we're paying him just to go sit there and watch the team. Why? Why not give him a chance, even in the Premier League? I mean, you're losing, there's 80 minutes on the clock. Why not throw him on? Maybe he's got that drive and that desire and that motivation to actually go out and get that winning goal for you. But, I don't know a lot has to maybe do with favoritism um when i look at a player like mata yes he maybe can't play a full game but i see him as an extremely creative he's a very intelligent player and some of the games that he's played him and fernandez seem to have such a good understanding with each other and they control the game so well why not let him play a game like last night um, then they bring on someone like Pogba. Yes, fine. He scored the second goal. He almost scored the winning goal, whatever the case is. Oh, not the winning goal, rather the equalizing goal. But I mean, the day before, his agent came out and said things which are a little bit negative. And I feel even watching him play, it's as if he doesn't want to be there sometimes. I mean, I would much rather have a team of average players, a full team of average players, than having some of the big name players that we have at the moment and getting the results we currently have. Even the goalkeeper. I mean, that third goal last night that went in, I feel is the goalkeeper's problem. And yeah, would I prefer Henderson to play over him? Maybe not. But when I look at a goalkeeper sometimes and I look at the mistakes he makes, I think having any goalkeeper there would be about the same as having De Gea there as we have him at the moment. I think we need to actually sell this guy. <laughs> I think if I took over this team, I would literally get rid of almost everyone and I would start with a goalkeeper while he's at least worth something because soon this guy's going to be worth nothing. So anyway, that's like a little bit of a rant. And now, uh, you know, what more is that Man United fans, we now have to sit through Thursday nights and watch them play on a Thursday and probably be embarrassed against some other teams that we shouldn't lose to. This is ridiculous. And then also, 
they're going to complain then and say, oh, it's so many games, it's this and that. You know what? Maybe you should just go and lose all your games now and just focus on the Premier League. I don't know. I've really lost my, not interest, but this team irritates me. And if you're a Man United fan, I'd love to hear from you. <laughs> what do you think about them? What do you think needs to change? And who would you want in as a coach if we had to get rid of Solskjaer? Um, yeah, leave a comment on my Facebook page or send me a message. I would want to hear your thoughts. And am I wrong in the things that I say? I don't know. It's just how I feel. But that's enough about soccer and Formula One last weekend. In my last episode, I did talk about some new guys that were going to race and some changes because Hamilton had COVID and how George Russell was going to race for Mercedes. That was an interesting race, eh? <laughs> I don't know if you've watched it, but I think out of this year, that's probably the most exciting race that there's been. So many overtakes. Um, yeah, interesting podium at the end of the day. Perez getting his first win and uh, just irritates me about him as well. I think he's such a good driver, yet he's probably not going to have a seat for next year. I wished Red Bull would actually just wake up um, and sign him. Get rid of Albon and put Perez in there. And let's check what Perez does against Verstappen. But the thing that stood out to me most last week was George Russell in the Mercedes. And it very much proves, I believe, that the car makes a difference. So yeah, Hamilton is world champion and Hamilton has won the so many years in a row, what, what, what. But he's won thanks to having the best car. And I think if you put any driver, any current driver, I'm not going to go say any driver, right? Any current F1 driver, go put him in the Mercedes and he is going to qualify up there the way Russell qualified in second place. He's going to challenge for winning the race. So is Hamilton as fantastic as he is? I think out of, you know, Hamilton and Bottas together, yes, Hamilton is better. Um, he might be even the best driver. The problem is we can't know because every car is so different and Mercedes are so much better than every other car at the moment. But it just really proves that the car is what makes a difference. And it's not something new. I'll admit it's not something new. Um, when Vettel won his championships at Red Bull, they at the time had the best car. Many people will say even when Schumacher won his titles at Ferrari, at that time, they were the best car. And that's fair enough. But I sort of feel it's not something that people really talk much about. The driver is the one that gets all the recognition. Hamilton is the, the best. Hamilton is this. Hamilton is that. Hamilton is all that he is because he's got this best car on the grid. George Russell came in. He was fastest during the first and second practice. He qualified second in the race, but it was like just, just behind Bottas. Into the first corner, he took first place and he looked like he was easily, easily going to win the race. Now, this is a guy that's racing for like one of the slowest, if not the slowest cars at the moment in Formula One. He jumped into somebody else's car a few days before. He needed to wear shoes one size too small for him. So he was driving a little bit uncomfortable 
okay he said even his size you know the fitting into the car he wasn't it was a bit of a tight squeeze okay this guy wasn't in a super comfortable space yet he was right up there and yeah i don't really need to go on to it on with it too much i think mercedes messed up <laughs> with the pit stops and then he had the bad luck of getting that puncture otherwise i think maybe he could have even won the race if not win maybe finish second because perez had a really fantastic race but i just needed to have this little rant and um, say that when it comes to formula one the car makes a difference i in a way wished almost that russell would get another chance this weekend i think it could be interesting um i also wished mercedes would make stupid mistakes like they did this time <laughs> that they would make these kind of mistakes when hamilton is sometimes racing let's give other people a chance to win the race as well you know don't just mess up now you know on the race where hamilton's sitting at home watching on tv um but yeah we're going into the last race of the season i'm very interested to see how um the race is going to go and to see what next season is going to be like and then of course yeah i can't actually talk formula one without leaving out yesterday i also saw yesterday some interesting stories i guess um rumors and speculation going around where bought us on his instagram bio apparently used to have that he was a mercedes f1 driver now took away that and just had himself listed as a driver and then at the same time russell who had on his bio the fact that he was a williams driver took that away and also just has himself down as a racing driver so now there's a whole bunch of rumors and speculation could russell take over from bottas next season i don't know to me i think bottas has been signed up they've got a contract with him it's hamilton's the one that doesn't have a contract at the moment but who knows that bottas doesn't decide to quit i did see an article where he said you know it was an embarrassing weekend on his side and russell really performed well when i think of it like i say into someone else's car not the perfect size one shoe size smaller so you know your feet were a bit tight and squeezed i think he actually outperformed bought us so it didn't look good there um there could still be interesting stories as far as formula one goes um but the only thing i really hope for is that perez gets himself a car for next season i'd still like to see the guy race um i'd still like to see the guy race next season i think he deserves it and i think a red bull seat would be fantastic i'm not a verstappen fan and i'd love to see somebody in there giving him a bit of a challenge as well so that's it for today um yeah another wednesday another episode done and slightly different again just random topics but it's what i feel like talking about so that's it that's my episode i do wish though that some of you guys would let me know topics you might want to hear on the show so follow the show's page on facebook it's called mario unlimited and send through your topics or ideas things you want to hear on the show and then also if you want to connect with me personally that would be cool i'm on facebook i'm on twitter i'm on instagram 
and my handle is the same on all of them so just search for Mario Leitao SA I'll put the spelling of that in the description of the episode so that we can connect on this so we can chat a bit or come up with ideas or I can get some feedback and hear what you thought of my podcast what do you think of it even if it's negative it's fine you know I need to get feedback from people so that I can adjust and change and adapt it so that it's interesting for you guys it mustn't just be interesting for me and it mustn't just be um one-sided i'd like this to become like a group effort so connect with me and let's talk on social but otherwise that's it for today i hope you guys enjoyed it and i hope you have a good day further i don't know when you're listening to this have a great day further um we're now hitting like one third of the way through december next thing we know it's christmas and this year is almost over but next week i'll have another episode on uh i hope i watch the godfather coda this weekend and then i'll give you guys a little bit of a not summary maybe a bit of a review next week but until then i hope you guys keep well and yeah please connect with me on social media until i hear from you guys or until you hear from me again Take care and bye.